If I haven't said it to you before, you are so important to me. I'm so thankful that you are listening to this podcast right now. And really, I'm here to because I want to see want to see you grow. I want to see us grow. I want you to exceed abundantly in your profession, in your career, in your in your home life, and I want you to be happy, healthy, and whole. So, let's get right into it. Now, I started this series simply because I was um, I have experienced times of overwhelming exhaustion, and I kind of thought it was just my pattern of living. I want to accomplish so much, and I thought, well, maybe this is just me. Well, I actually started seeing a pattern amongst amongst black women. Um, it was just like a pattern of let me. Um, do this and do this and we're us feeling as if we have to accomplish something within this lifetime so we're working tirelessly through it and then on top of that we're also battling um emotional stress um from the media we're fighting um oppression um we're 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 having some of us are single um single parents. Uh, some of us are in relationships that we're, you know, hoping go well, um, or maintain them. And a lot of those things are life. You know, we say, Hey, that's just life. But sometimes you have to learn how to bring yourself out of life and just be okay. And so I'm going to go through seven ways of rest, the seven different types of rest, excuse me. And in these types, I want you to really reflect as I go through them and see, am I, have I done that for myself? Have I taken the time in each of these areas to rest? And like I told you before in the introduction, we're going to go through each one specifically. So here are your seven different types of rest. You have your physical rest, which you should really be practicing and getting some rest at night, sleep. Then you have your mental rest. Mental health has actually become so, it's like it's the the thing on the scene right now. And I think this is very important, especially for black women. I'll elaborate in the the show um, that's about mental rest. But I think it's so important for black women because our predecessors were able to manage or had to manage under a particular amount of stress. And this generation, our generation, is really saying, hey, wait a minute, that was them. That's not me. And so I'm glad that we've, we've taken that stance and we're actually moving forward, okay? Now, then you have the sensory rest and that's from your phones, TVs, um, light, you know, computer screens, those type of things. Um, then you have your creative rest. Um, and that one, you can really say, have you taken time for creativity? And if you have a creative kind of workspace, have you taken time away? A lot of your creative juices really don't come when you're actually working. They come when you're away from work. Um, oh, also, the next thing is emotional rest. This one, I think, is a really big. I think it's tied into mental rest. But emotional rest is really a good one. I can't wait to talk about that one. But emotional rest is really um, watching the energy that you have around you. Are you always in a negative negative energy? Are you the negative person? Um, Are you surrounding yourself with people you actually enjoy? And if you're more introverted, um, are you giving yourself that space without guilt to just be, just to be by yourself? Um, 
sometimes, you know, introverts feel like we have to kind of go out. I am an introvert, but I have very extroverted ways. If you get me out, I'm out. But when I'm in, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> and I think a lot of that also comes with age too. You know, when we were younger, we wanted to explore the world. Our curiosity was peak, uh, peaking. So we were out, 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 out. And now as we learn more about the world, it's kind of like, let me create this space for myself. At least that's for me. Y'all tell me if you agree. Okay. Then the next one, which is number six, is your social rest. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so your social rest really has to do um, more so with um, with friendships. Um, with I also included social media in there. Um, are you resting from social media? Are you resting from certain social gatherings? And making sure that you're in social gatherings that are edifying. <laughs> and I know not every social gathering is going to be edifying because we have a lot of networking events and things like that. But are you? Um, those I think that's a great way to kind of just put that over there in that little pot. But before I move on to number seven, let me step back to number five, which is emotional rest. Emotional rest also means taking time out um, in nature, taking time out to allow your mind to heal, allowing your soul to heal. And are you giving yourself that space to be able to do that? Okay, I just wanted to make sure I added that definition in. Okay, so let's get to number seven, which is spiritual rest. And that is going to be the topic for today. Um, I actually practiced that last week. So last week, um, I put up the Monday motivation from the week prior because I did take a time of spiritual rest. And, you know, I'm going to come back right after this break, but I really want to you to stay tuned because this is really, really good. So this morning I logged into um, Facebook and to be honest with you, I really didn't mean to. Um, I think I was trying to, ch somebody had messaged me last night and I was expecting, um, a message from him. He was uh, asking me for my number. And so I logged in just to see if I could reply to his message. Well, when I did, I got, I saw this letter from my pastor and on the letter he's writing that he had experienced so much loss over the last couple of years that he and his wife were really preaching from a place of pain. And they were explaining to us that they needed to take a sabbatical, a time of rest, um, to be able to just reset and just love on themselves. And I really thought that was so beautiful because, you know, although they're the pastors, that pressure of you're in leadership, you can't take rest. I'm glad that us as black people are taking away that stigma of strength as stress okay that stress is being able to handle those large amounts of stress is not strength and i know you may disagree let me know if you disagree but i think that's actually toxic <laughs> holding all of that stress really deteriorates the body if you even look at the um black people here in america we don't have older people you can go look at statistics we do not have older people. Um, we're actually the average age, I believe, is thirty six. I want to. It's in the mid thirties. Is the third is thirty six for Black people, 
And so that keeping that stress, working two jobs, doing all this stuff is not healthy. Okay. And I know that the American society is narcissistic and exhausting, but that's the reason why I'm making this series because as being a part of God's people, we're not supposed to be in this rat race, just like everyone else. So that's the reason I'm also starting with with the spiritual rest. What is it and how do we do it? So back to last week, I was doing the spiritual rest and I made this impromptu video um, of what meditation and what these things were. And I wanted to share those things with you. And that video will be out this Thursday. Of course, the link will be at angeltalkslife.com as well as you can find this podcast and also a blog post detailing more about today's show. Okay. So I want you to take a, please go take a look, like, and also just tell me if you like what you see, if you disagree with what I put in the podcast, I, you know, I, you, y'all know me. I don't care. (laughs) Y'all can tell me how you feel. It does not hurt me. It does not bother me. Let me know. Okay. So spiritual rest. What is it? How do we, how do we do it? And what are the different ways that we can practice it? Okay. Which is pretty much the same thing. All right. Let's me, let's come right back. And I'm going to give you the five ways that you can practice spiritual rest. Okay. So let's talk about it. So we're going to talk about the first one, um, and you probably won't like this one, but it's fasting. The very first way that you can have a spiritual rest is fasting. And you're probably thinking, how is is me abstaining from food, um, being allowing myself to rest? Well, let's also step back and look at um, the fast. The fasts are supposed to make you more spiritually aware of the Holy Spirit and everything that's around you. Okay. And so when you're more aware, you are, you feel more comfort in being guided to where you need to go. And also there's different types of fast that people are able to use. For me, I typically do like a smoothie fast or something like that. Or if I know I'm just dwelling on social media so heavy, I will give myself, um, I will stay away from social media period. And so there's different things, but really the main focus of the fast is to remove distractions from your life and be able to focus and become aware of the spirit that is guiding you, the Holy Spirit. So that's the first one. I want to get that out the way and please go take a look at my video on YouTube, Angel Talks Life, and you will see um, me talk about it and why I did it and how it was wonderful. But another thing that I talked about was meditation. And this one is so, I don't know why. (laughs) I really don't. Why is kind of like taboo in the Christian world. You know, meditation actually started with people who who were in Christ. We meditate. I mean, let me take that back. I don't know the origins of meditation, but I know that that's the way that we are actually able, supposed to be able to tune in to Christ. And it's in the Bible. Meditate, meditate, meditate on the word of God. Let it be a reverberation in your mind and in your heart. And that's literally what meditation is. 
a reverberation, okay? You are reciting to yourself the word of God. You are reciting to yourself the promises of God. You are reciting these things. You're thinking upon these things. You're When you're thinking upon those things, they become your being. And meditation is so powerful because when you actually are eating those pieces of the word and meditating on it, your outlook on life changes. Your mind changes and you, I'm, a, I'm, and let me, let me step, stay right here for just a second. Meditation allowed me to take a vacation. Okay. Oh, might have to shout right there. Meditation allowed me to take a vacation and I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know I needed it. Back in 2019, I was doing everything, everything to try to try to succeed. And I had a pretty much, I had went through a struggle. I lost a friend. It was just, it was just not really good. And so I had got a lump sum of money. I was like, God, what should I do with this? And, you know, I was just kind of thinking, and he said, take a vacation. I was like, a vacation? He was like, yeah. And so I was like, well, you know, I don't, I'm kind of scared about taking a vacation. I'm going to get this person, that person, that person. He was like, no, by yourself. I was like, whoo, child. Okay. But. I took the vacation. I said, you know what? I'm going to go on this vacation. It's going to be me and you, God. And when I was on this vacation of, uh, I went to Turks and Caicos and I was on this vacation, had a great time, had a wonderful time. And I was just talking to God. I was really just reading the word and just kind of like keeping it in my heart. And I remember I was sitting on this beach and it wasn't anyone else there. And I saw all the wildlife and I just remember it was just like a release of like the stress of the trying to succeed and the stress of trying to find a mate and the stress of this and stress of that. And it was like, I got to, and the sun was setting. Let me also tell you that the sun was setting in the horizon. I'm looking at the ocean. Wildlife is everywhere and it was just beautiful. And it was just like everything got to melt away. And that meditation, meditating on the word of God allowed me to get to the place where I could vacate. I could vacate this place where I was in a rat race and it was beautiful. So meditation is definitely one, but there's also uh, a breakdown of different ways to meditate. So often we think of meditation as hum, yum, 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 you know, sitting cross-legged on the floor, you know, with your thumb touching your middle finger. Eh, okay, yeah. And that I'm not going to go into that because I explained that in the video. But the one the ways that we meditate um, as God's children is that we do Bible reading. Yeah, I mean, that's how you get it in. And then we also journal. I, you know, I was talking to my mom the other day and she was like, you know, I think I need to go and start journaling. I'm like, girl, how do you even pray without journaling? I have journals back till 2000, 2000, I think, <laughs> 2000. And I have journaled and I'm able to reflect. And it's such a beautiful process. But journaling also allows you to get your emotions and what's really in your soul out. I encourage you to journal. And the next thing is prayer. Like I said, I don't know how you how you journaling when you're praying. Okay, <laughs> without praying, you pray and journaling seem to go hand in hand. They're like holding hands the entire time. And this type of meditation allows you to really understand what you're feeling. 
tell God, put it down on paper and reflect on it. Now, this one right here is, this is what I think it falls under meditation. You all can disagree or agree. Crying, <laughs> crying. I I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you're kind of just like, you're resting and you cry. And it's not like you're crying for something sad or happy, but you're crying as a way of release. And that can also be a, a, a way of resting and meditation for you. Because it, when you, you know how you cry real hard and you get up and you're like, huh, 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 and you feel better. It's actually a release. And so that's one of the things that I want you to kind of focus on is journaling, Bible reading, praying, even crying as your way of just resting and resting in the Lord. Okay, so I'm going to go through the other three. And when we, when we come back from this break, stay tuned and stay around. I'm going to be right back. Welcome back, beautiful people. Okay, it's your girl. We're about to get right into the last three ways that we can spiritually rest. And this one is one of my favorites. Have you just taken a walk lately? I mean, not on a busy street, not in the park around a bunch of people, but just a walk in nature. Just the birds, seeing everything. If you're afraid of bugs, oh my goodness, I okay. Like, I get it. But like, seriously, if you're afraid of bugs, just go to a park or something. But a walk in just nature can be one of the most relaxing things that you can ever do for yourself. Um, it takes you away from the busyness of the world. And it's kind of like a, also it's a sensory rest because we hear noise. I don't know if you all realize how much noise is in this world. Okay. We have noise on the streets. You hear the buzz of the electrical, uh, electricity lines. You hear the sirens, you hear the traffic, you hear people talking, you hear the, the TVs, you hear the radios, you hear everything. And while these things may have become white noise or background noise, it actually does affect your health. So when you actually remove yourself and put yourself in a surrounding of nature where you can um, just be and relax and just ex see the leaves and see the birds and see all the animals and remember that God is taking care of them. So he's been definitely going to take care of you. You just go, oh my gosh, you know, and I literally uh, do a lot of those things uh, often. I want to encourage you to even do uh, glamping. I don't know if you all have heard of glamping, but it's a the glamorous way of <laughs> camping. And that's the only way I will go camping <laughs> is if I'm glamping. Okay. Cause I can't, I'm not, no, I'm not about to sleep on nobody's ground. No, mm -mm, no ma'am. But I encourage you to go and try glamping and just allow yourself to be in nature. Um, or even just take a short hike or whatever, go to the beach, sit, be away from noise and enjoy nature. It is so refreshing. I'm so encouraging you on that. Okay, so the fourth the fourth thing, um, and this is also my preference, is tracing genealogy. Yeah, tracing genealogy. As black people, um, I know our genealogy stops at a certain place, but going on Ancestry.com and tracing your genealogy can actually be so refreshing to the soul. 
And it can be a reset also because it allows you to see that you're a part of a bigger picture. It allows you to trace where things may have come from and to heal. And it's honestly a great way to rest. Um, it can make you feel more included, more belong, like you more so like you belong. Um, it's really beautiful. Recently, I, you know, I have been on Ancestry.com for years and I recently got um, some, what is it? Uh, an older woman. She reached out to me and she said, hey, would you mind um, mind talking to me on the phone? And I, you know, I thought, oh gosh, she's going to tell me. You know, I don't know what she's going to tell me. But when I, we talked, we found out that she was um, my cousin on my mother's side. And she's in her 60s or whatever, but she just literally just wanted to talk. And this woman is like in Minnesota or Wisconsin, one of them. And so she just literally wanted to talk. And that was, you know, we still talk uh, every now and again. And I've met her brother, her other sisters, and we stay connected. But just to know I have a cousin in Minnesota that I had no idea existed is so beautiful. You know, and I would have never known that or even knew that my grandmother was in Minnesota at one point because my mother forgot to mention that part. But I would have never known that my grandmother traveled to Minnesota at a certain point in her life. And so it just allowed me to be able to feel like I belong. I have someone if I in Minnesota that I can talk to. And it's just a great thing to do. Okay, for the final one is fellowship. I know what you're thinking, like, you know, I go to church and fellowship and things like that. Healthy fellowship is not just about being somewhere where we're supposed to praise God with a bunch of people. Healthy fellowship is more so, and this is where I'm speaking from, being able to foster relationships, healthy, godly relationships. And I feel like... (laughs) That when you have a great godly uh, relationship and friendship with someone, it can be so enriching to your life. But I think that a lot of people are trying to figure out what that is, how it's supposed to work. And it's not that hard. You treat people the way that the Bible says treat them. And if you like being around them for certain activities and things like that, you just do that. And I have, I had to, I'm speaking on this because this is something that I'm actually um, working and resting in. So, um, being that I'm an introvert, I'm very, um, particular. Okay. I'm an introvert and I'm an empath. And so I'm very particular about the energies that are around me because if they're overwhelming or something like that, I tend to gravitate away. Like I can only deal with it for so long. And then it's like, all right, peace out. I'll check, I'll check back in with you at another time. And what I built was a habit of checking in with people rather than building a relationship with them. And I was kind of, I had to reflect about a year ago and I said, wait, a year ago when COVID was happening and nobody was calling me (laughs) because I, all I did was check in with people. You good? All right. Bye. You good? All right. Bye. And I had to really ask myself, why are you not relaxed? around people what is it about these settings that you feel like you're not able to relax and you know i took my own personal uh notes and maybe you can 
agree with them or maybe you might think hey this child is crazy <laughs> but to be honest with you i couldn't relax because i was more so always thinking about what they could be thinking about i know and because my mind was always wandering and trying to be ahead of the game and all of these things i wasn't being myself and then i was exhausted with not being myself and i didn't want to be there anymore and it was just like this this effect it was just it was bad and so what i did was is in fellowship i said just be you if they don't like it that's fine and me is sometimes quiet me is sometimes funny me is sometimes roasting you or checking you or you know picking picking at you me is sometimes silly me is me is just being me and allowing myself to be in fellowship and just enjoy being me is a sense of rest because I do like to be around people, but it had to go more so with me resting. And that also moves into a lot of the mental rest and the emotional rest for me to get to that place where I can enjoy fellowship and be able to rest in fellowship. So those are, so those are pretty much the five ways we can do spiritual rest. I know they may seem like work right now, but as we go through a lot of the other ways of rest, then you're going to find that as you rest in those areas, you're going to heal in certain areas. You're going to grow in other areas. And then this is going to be a comprehensive way of learning how to relax, rest, and reset. Hey, beautiful people. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, remember that every Monday at noon, another Monday motivation is happening for you. I want you to stay encouraged this week. I want you to know that I am praying for you. And if you have any questions, please come to angeltalkslife.com and let me know if you have a question, concern, or a prayer request, because I'm here for you. And I also want you to know that we're going to go live starting next week on Thursdays at 8 p.m. at Angel Talks Life on Instagram. I love you guys. I cannot wait to see you and talk to you again. And as always, stay safe and make sure you relax, refresh, and reset. Bye. Hello, beautiful people. It's your girl, Angel, and welcome back to Angel Talks Life. Let's get right into this show. It's all about you. We're talking about you today. We're talking about how you care for you. This is a whole series that I decided to do on self-care. And the focus really is about rest. Like, are you resting enough? Do you know which ways you need to rest? Well, in this show, we're going to talk about the seven different ways to rest. And we're going to focus in on one specific one this week. And... As we keep going along in this series, every single Monday, check back and learn more about the ways to rest. My hopes is that as we go through this series, you become more educated and you actually implement what we're talking about and make it a part of your daily and weekly routine. Because as black women, we usually put ourselves on the back burner, but now it's about self-care and it's about you. So let's get right into the show. <music>